Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the So Fucking Posh Podcast, the interview series. In this interview, I'm going to be talking with Josephine Cruz, aka JMKM. She's an amazing DJ out of Toronto. So we're just going to talk about everything, how she got into music, what she's planning on doing next, and what she likes doing with her time when she's not DJing and fucking kicking ass. So stay tuned for that. Just so you guys know, some of the sound is a little bit distorted, um, so you're going to hear some things kind of coming in and out so don't mind that it's gonna stop after a while and you're gonna get used to it in any case enjoy the interview guys hey guys we're listening to another so fucking posh podcast interview and today i am interviewing josephine cruz she is a really really amazing dj and she does a lot of other things i'm gonna allow her to explain all of that and not like butcher any of that um so um can you give us like a quick synopsis of your life so far so you can basically go on whatever tangent you want in order to do that um accurately <laughs> sure oh my gosh that's like kind of crazy to think about because my life has changed so much like so many different times but um yeah my name's josephine i was born in England and I grew up in Hong Kong until I was about 10 years old and then I moved to Calgary where I lived for a very long time. Um, I went to school there like junior high, high school. I went to university at Mount Royal in Calgary. I studied English literature. Um, before I went back to school, after I graduated high school, I, I kind of took a break from school for a bit and I worked and I had, like, a bunch of different jobs. I worked in, like, accounting and did, like, some admin assistant stuff. But I always knew I wanted to do something, like, a little bit more creative. And I, I had always, like, loved writing since I was really young. So I went back to school and I studied English. And I didn't really know what that meant when I went back to school. But I knew that, you know, I loved, like, reading and um, sort of, like, analyzing stories. And I knew that that would be part of it. So... I went and studied English, and when I was in my third year of university, I got a job at a uh, small like marketing agency in Calgary, and then I fell into working in marketing for a few years. Um, I was doing like copywriting and and um, some like digital marketing stuff, and so that was really my focus. And then I'd always loved like writing, like I said, like more editorial style, and so I was writing for. Her some like local music magazines and and trying to just like get some experience doing that and then yeah it spawned into like me writing about music and um over like the next few years I had gotten to write for some like really cool outlets like I did some freelance for um Vice's music channels like Noisy and Thump and Hype Beast and Hype Track and Complex and all these different online publications so yeah, that's kind of how I got to, like, doing that, and I'm still writing today, like, I still do, like, a lot of freelance, um, I also still work in marketing a little bit, but also just for myself, I'm not really working corporate anymore, just doing lots of contract work, um, and then I also DJ, and how that kind of happened was kind of, like, different, I had always been, like, a fan of music and a fan of DJing since I was, like, a teenager, um, but I never really thought that I would be doing it myself, kind of just picked it up as a hobby a few years ago and then realized that it could be a great hobby but also something to make like a little bit of extra money and I thought maybe I could DJ once in a while just for like some spending money or whatever but it's really taken on like a life of its own over the last year 
and I've gotten like really, really busy with it. And I would say now that's probably like almost like my main hustle and the other stuff is kind of on the side. So yeah, I think that's like in a nutshell, sort of like everything I've been up to for the last, you know, like 10 years or so. That's, that's, that's really <laughs> in amazing. a really, really, you know, small nutshell. So. Yeah, that's, that's cool because a lot of people like they, they, they have to do their, um, their nine to five and then their side hustles will be on the side. Right. And your yeah. side hustle has basically like expanded to be your main hustle. Right. To the point where, you know, corporate Canada just, you know, I mean, it's there, but it's not, it's like a side, it's a side thing. It becomes a side hustle basically, which is totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Actually. I remember saying like, everyone was like, Oh, are you ever going to like, you know, go out on your own and like do your own thing? And I was like, I'm going to continue like working my nine to five and doing this stuff on the side until this stuff literally like it gets to the point where if, if physically like I can't do that anymore and I have to like flip the script a bit. So mm-hmm. that's definitely what happened. And it's, it's like crazy, but I'm like really, really grateful that I had that opportunity. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really cool. And like you, like you were saying too, um, you like happen to write for some of the coolest collectives on the internet. Like you said, uh, noisy, hype beast, thump, um, complex. How, I'm curious, like, how did you go about getting those opportunities, you know, in terms of freelancing for them? Like, what is the process like? It's funny. Cause like, you know, I, I have like a pretty good network. Like I know a lot of people kind of like all over the world and like a lot of different worlds and a lot of different um, industries. And mm-hmm. people always assume that I have those connections because of my work as a journalist, but it's actually like the opposite. Like I actually just always kind of had like a knack for meeting people. And, um, I was good at like networking, like you know, I'm, like, very friendly, and when I go to, like, a new city, for instance, I like to meet as many people as I can, mm-hmm. so I actually had those, like, networks in place before I ever decided I was going to try and start writing, so it almost kind of, like, worked in my favor when I did start writing, because I would, you know, go to these outlets, and they would, you know, look me up on my social channels and be like, okay, this girl already, like, knows this person, and she knows this person, and she's done this and that, so, um, yeah, I just, like, was like I said always good at networking always also like very active on like social media and had like an online presence of some kind which I think is like super important these days if you're trying to do anything um where you're like selling yourself and even as a writer you're like you're definitely like selling yourself um and your services so um how that really happened was like I said I was writing for like more local publications and like some smaller outlets and then some of my like friends who had read my pieces, they were like, Oh, this is really, really good. You know, I have a friend of a friend who like works advice and I will like send him your stuff and see if he like likes it. And then you guys, you know, maybe can connect and see if there's any opportunity. So there's really no like crazy science to it or secret. It's just kind of like old fashioned networking and, and like being present and being like active and out in whatever scene you're in. So, so, um, The DJ industry is mostly, like, a male-dominated industry. But to be fair, um, we're seeing more and more female DJs pop up. And as a feminist flower child myself, it's something I love to see. But even then, um, do you you personally face any challenges as a woman in the industry? And if so, what are they? And how did you overcome them, if it happened to be like that? I personally, I just don't ever really choose to, like, focus on the whole like female DJ thing Mm -hmm. and like the reason that is is because it's not because I don't think it's important I think it's super important but until someone like I don't know Tiesto or like Diplo is called a male DJ like I just don't think I should be focusing on the fact 
that I'm a female DJ or whatever, you know? Right. Because, yeah, I think it just kind of, like, perpetuates it. And, and me, myself, I'm still very new in the game, and, like, I'm still kind of, like, small, so I don't think I've... I haven't had to ever really deal with anything where I felt like that was a huge, like, disadvantage. But I think... I read a quote recently, it was another, like, DJ named So Super Sam, and she said, as a female, it might be twice as easy to get your foot in the door, but it's four times as hard to prove yourself. Right. And I think that that's, like, such a great way to put it, because, you know, lots of people, at the end of the day, like, if you have a look, and, you know, if you know how to market yourself, and if you have, like, a presence, people are going to want to book you, because you just, like, they, they think that they can profit off of, like... your wave you know what I mean like I'm gonna book this person because they have popularity or they're gonna bring a crowd or whatever it is yeah I can't tell you how many times I've shown up to like a gig and been like hey I'm here to like DJ tonight and they're like you are and I'm like yeah and they're like oh okay you know like they're always still a little bit like surprised right yeah or like I mean there's been a couple of times when I've like been going to like go into the booth and like a doorman's been like hey you can't actually like go in there and I'm like oh, I'm actually, like, here to work. And then they're like, oh, oops, you know? Yeah. I thought you were just, like, some girl trying to, like, go in the DJ booth. So, like, those things have definitely happened, but, I mean, I don't really choose to, like, focus on those as, like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah, no, I, I, I get just, what you're saying. It's like giving power to it gives power to yeah, it. Yeah. So why give power exactly. to it? Yeah. Like, and for me, I would just rather, like, just do the do the work and, like, prove that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can hang no matter what, you know? Right. And I think that so far, I feel like I'm doing a good job of that, so I'm going to stick to that. For sure. you got to stick to what works <clears throat> for you, right? Like, what's making sense so far? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it definitely is, like, it, I'd be stupid if I was like, oh, no, there's not more guys than, or more guys than girls. Like, of course there is. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like, a male-dominated thing, but I think that you know, everything at one time was male-dominated, and, like, just to see, I think it's really dope that there's, like, more females who are getting into it, because, like, why not? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'm really, like, into seeing is, like, more female producers. Right. Um, Because I think that's, like, kind of the next, next move. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still, like, so few female beat-makers, and, you know, I myself... Like, I would definitely, I'm into, like, learning producing. It's just, like, the time thing, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. between all the other, like, interests I have and things I want to learn and things I want to pursue, I'm like, I need to make sure I have the time to dedicate it to, like, do it well. Yeah. That's definitely something I want to do. For sure. So, you mentioned (laughs) earlier um, you host a radio show um, in Toronto. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I do. My show is actually fairly new. I've uh, just started it, like, a couple of weeks ago, but I've been concepting it for some time I really wanted to have a radio show I wanted to have a radio show like since I was a child honestly mm-hmm. I used to like record fake shows on my like stereo on like <laughs> tapes and uh so I've always been interested in it I think it's radio is like a really cool medium and I think that with like the rise of the internet and independent radio stations it's sort of like had a bit of like a revival and you know there's like cool things like Beats One Radio or like Radar Radio in England, which is one that I listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. And in Toronto, we have TRP, which is this really dope independent radio station uh, started by um, this guy from England named Fraser. And he's only lived in Toronto for about two years, but he kind of came and saw that there was like a, 
you know, gap in that market. And, and instead of sitting back and being like, wow, that sucks. He was like, well, I'm going to like start it. <laughs> and he's like an advertising guy, I think. So it was kind of cool that he took that upon himself. And, um, yeah, so TRP, uh, it's really cool. Independent radio station playing a lot of like alternative experimental underground music. There's shows, um, that play like techno. And then there's my show. My, my show is called hundreds and thousands. It's, um, every other Tuesday from two to 4 PM. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm going to be primarily like a mix show, you know, cause that's where I do want to showcase like new music and music that I'm into. Mm-hmm. And I'm into like a wide variety of music and some of it, I might not necessarily get it to play, get to play it out when I'm playing at a gig. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome to have. Um, the radio show is like an outlet for that but it's also kind of marrying all my loves together because I obviously still love writing and I'm, I still am a journalist so there'll be an interview portion um, as well as some like guest mixes and you know song premieres and exclusives and stuff like that so it's going to be really dope. So you're planning to have um, interviews with people have you done any interviews with um, anybody and if so who um, so far? I haven't done any interviews yet. I have some, like, that I'm working on lining up that are, like, really cool, but I don't want to jinx it, so right, sure. I won't say anything. Um, but, yeah, like, my show, I've only done one episode so far, um, but it'll be every other Tuesday, so I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, there's, as you can imagine, being that it's, like, the only kind of radio station of its kind in Toronto, like, that's independent, I think that there's was a lot of people who were kind of, like, interested in having a show, and and you can't give one to everybody. So, like, the fact that I got one, I'm, like, very, very appreciative and, and just going to, you know, do the best show I can all the time with it. Would you consider yourself a feminist? And if so, why? Or if not, why? Mm-hmm. I definitely consider um, myself a feminist because, to me, like, at, at the core, like, all that means is that, you know, everybody is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have, like, long hair and, and someone else's hair might be short or because I have, like, small eyes and someone else's eyes might be big, like, it doesn't make us any different. And and that's kind of how I view, like, you know, whatever body parts you have or whatever, like, gender you identify with. Like, it doesn't change the person you are inside or, like, we're all equal in, you know, the way we live our lives, the way we love, the way we want to be creative or express ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, all those fundamental sort of, like, human things are the same. What does a chill day look like for you versus a busy day for you? It's really funny because, like, when you work for yourself, it's like your work can never stop if you don't want it. You know, if you want it to just be every day, it can be. Because there's, like, always something you you can work on. So I think when I first got to Toronto, Toronto's, like, a very vibrant place everyone out there is kind of like hustling it's a very it's like a rat race Mm -hmm. and I think for the first few months I was like very caught up in that rat race I was working a lot working every single day and like at the end of the year I got pneumonia and um it was kind of like a wake-up call like I have to like take care of better care of myself and like get good rest and have you know one day a week where I like don't do anything like work related and just like have that time to like read Re, uh, recharge and just like you know so a chill day for me I would say I still do like one work-related thing every day mm-hmm. whether that's like checking email even or like um you know updating my social channels or whatever because mm-hmm. I live in Toronto where I'm like away from my family I spend like a lot of time with my close friends when I want to have downtime so 
it would be like waking up, trying to sleep in a bit. That's another thing. I can't really sleep in that late, but I try to have a sleep in once in a while because, you know, my schedule's all over the place. Right. Um, maybe hanging out at home, doing like laundry, boring stuff like that, and hanging out with friends and going for good food. Um, a really busy day for me is like lots of meetings preparing for either like my radio show or a gig by like downloading music like organizing songs making playlists hitting the email train hard doing a bit of work actually trying to like figure out in there like where I'm gonna like eat and then maybe like going and doing a gig that night and I have a lot of days that are like that like really really busy days you know like I'd say in seven days a week like four of them are like that busy four or five of them but I like thrive off that like I'm definitely thrive under pressure and I find that like the more I have to do almost the more I can get done it's kind of like a weird trap to be in but <laughs> yeah but still it's, it's fun though. it's a skill because a lot of people like once things get a little bit too much they get overwhelmed and then that's the end of that book you know like they don't for sure they, they don't use it as like a motivation so having that sort of like pressure like yeah. you're gonna crack under it or you're gonna thrive on it and for you you thrive on it so totally and like for me too I'm like really motivated to succeed because I'm really grateful I'm truly grateful for everything I have you know like I know I'm so lucky to like be having like a life where I'm pursuing my dreams and my passions and I want to like make that all count I look back even though I had like a corporate job it was still like kind of fun you know like I worked in marketing for like a cool right kind of a cool company but I just wasn't happy and I think every time I'm feeling like a bit overwhelmed or feeling like kind of lazy or like oh I wish I didn't have to do that today like I just look back to those days and I'm like really like what I have now is amazing I'm gonna make the most of it and if that means like being super tired today because I got like so much shit done then that's wicked you know yeah (laughs) so that feeling mm-hmm. is on like the top of the moon type of feeling. So, um, how would you describe your clothing style? And do you have like a personal style philosophy that you follow, or is it just kind of whatever you feel like? Um, yeah, it's funny. I feel like my style changes a lot. I know that people say that you like shouldn't follow like trends per se, mm-hmm. but like I feel like I like to almost like not like follow trends because they're cool, but like it just like kind of inspires me to like to take risks or try things that I might not necessarily have if I hadn't like seen someone else wear it or seen it become popular kind of thing mm-hmm. um but my clothing style like because I you know work freelance and I work and I kind of make my own schedule I don't feel like go to an office I don't have to dress up it's like very casual I kind of wear like a variation of the same thing every day to be honest <laughs> I always I always wear like jeans um and like a t-shirt a t-shirt or like a tank top and then like a hoodie or a sweater Mm -hmm. and then sneakers or tims that's like literally it's something like it's like different permutations of that every day (laughs) um but I think that yeah I used to be more sort of like into like clothing and like dressing up and like feeling a certain way the last few years I kind of just like wear whatever makes me feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and I guess like people do say I have like more like quote-unquote like tomboy style like I wear street wear men's clothes I wear like you know like streetwear Mm -hmm. sneakers oversized things Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily think I think that things in fashion are really changing and that gender distinction is like really just not there anymore Mm -hmm. like I wrote up an article about this for the site Miss Bish Mm -hmm. and you know I used a few examples like 
like even like the whole like sportswear like that's like not a trend anymore that's just like a reflection of like how people dress nowadays right it's like a different time Mm -hmm. and even certain like details that were once considered feminine are now like on part of men's clothing like florals or like polka dots you know (laughs) like and that's just not really people don't look at it and they're like oh that's a very feminine shirt it's just like a thing yeah so but my style philosophy is like where you know what makes you comfortable and and like take risks but if you don't feel like taking risks if you just know what works for you then just wear that every day like me (laughs) and like there's a funny picture i saw on facebook recently like mark zuckerberg had posted a picture of his closet and it was like literally the same gray (laughs) t-shirt and um for him it was like i think that it just takes away another decision he has to make in the morning. Yeah. It's kind of like Steve Jobs, too. You know, he would always wear the same kind of outfit. Mm-hmm. And people like that who have, like, very stressful, busy days and people are depending on them to make a lot of decisions, I think there's something to that. Like, just keep it simple in all areas you can. Because, you know, in many other areas of your life, it might not be so simple. So Right. For sure. That's, that's actually mm-hmm. amazing. What do you think about it? Pretty uh, life-changing yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, who do you feel is the most underrated DJ and who do you feel is the most overrated DJ at this particular point in time? I don't want to say that anyone's really like overrated Mm -hmm. because I honestly think that like everyone kind of like is where they are Mm -hmm. for a certain reason. Yeah. And it's all subjective, right? Like, you know, I might look at a, a DJ and be like, okay, well, I don't really think they have a lot of skills, but maybe they have like great, you know, a great brand or great image or great, like, way to sell themselves. And there's value in that, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I think it's all subjective. So I don't really know who I would say was, like, overrated. There's, like, so many big DJs, too. Like, someone in my world might look at, like, Calvin Harris and be like, oh, that guy's kind of whack. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that guy's really putting in work. Like, he's, he's like, hustling, too, and, like, making pop hits with, like, whoever the hell, like, Taylor Swift or whatever. And there's value in that for right. a different kind of like lane you know but i do probably i didn't think there's like tons of underrated djs though i think a lot of the djs in calgary are like seriously some of the best djs i've ever seen anywhere in the world and um, i think they're like a lot of them are really underrated on like the in terms of like the national scene can um, you give us can you give us names like specific names of these djs yeah so some of my favorite djs in calgary would be like dj heaps he plays at, like, Hi-Fi on Thursdays, Commonwealth on Saturdays. Um, Yvonne Rankick, he plays at Hi-Fi on Fridays, Commonwealth on Saturdays. Those guys are, like, really awesome. Like, DJ Pump in Calgary is, like, a Calgary legend. He's, like, very well-known, like, all over the place. It's, like, really crazy that he's, like, such a pioneer and he, he's from our city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everywhere I go in, in the country and meet people in the DJ scene and I tell them, like, oh, I'm from Calgary, they all know DJ Pump. So that's, like, really cool. Yeah, those guys are dope. Um, there's a crew out of, like, Toronto who, they're a collective of, like, DJs and producers. Their, their name's Beast Mode, and they're, like, really close friends of mine. And they, they're, they're certainly doing their thing and, like, having notoriety. So I wouldn't say they're, like, underrated, but I do think that they're kind of, like, on the cusp of, like, something really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're definitely, in my opinion, like, some people to watch and, like, kind of see where they take their, their brand. Yeah. I, yeah, I compare them to, like, like, Selection, who are, like, a crew out of, like... Well, they're from all over the place, but they're in the States. They're really well-known. They're, like, that's, like, what, like, Esta and Mr. Carmax and people like that. They're all part of that collective. And um, I think Beast Mode could be kind of, like, Canada's answer 
to selection in that they like make amazing music. They push a certain sound. They DJ awesome parties and are very like skilled. So they're really rad. What keeps you motivated in your craft? And your craft is like, there's a lot of lanes for your particular craft, but like what keeps you motivated in everything that you decide to put your energy in? I mean, my like life so far and like getting to this point, it has been like very serendipitous and very like, I feel like a lot of things have happened very organically and I've been very like lucky, but I mean, I've also had to like make sacrifices to like get to this point too. I mean, I moved away from Calgary. I like left behind a lot of people I love, like my family, my friends, you know, even like getting really personal with it. Like my relationship, the one that I was referencing, my ex and I were together for like almost 10 years. And one of the things that kind of like was a factor in us not being together anymore was like that we're both very ambitious people and like I really wanted to like try to do certain things and like move out of the city and do all this stuff and thinking that you can like reconcile that with someone else's sort of like what they want to do sometimes it just doesn't line up and you kind of have to make that call like am I gonna stay here and like keep doing this and maybe be unhappy and maybe end up like resenting this person who I love Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna like make this call to sort of like take a chance and try something different Mm -hmm. and I made that latter call and it's it's super hard like it's difficult all the time but those are the things that drive me to succeed it's like knowing that I had to give up certain things to like in the pursuit of something else you know I think of that I think about that every single day and that's another thing that really keeps me going Mm -hmm. it has to Mm -hmm. work because you've given up so much that it just has to work you have to grind you have to hustle to make it everything that you wanted for sure everything that I wanted and every like everything that I do is it's not just for me it's for all those people that have sacrificed on their end too you know my sisters don't get to see me all the time that's a that's a sacrifice on their end Mm -hmm. and like my mom and like whoever I'm doing it for all of those people as well that part's difficult. Family's really important to me. And even at 30 years old, you're never too old to, like, want to see your mom or just want to, like, have your mom, like, cook you dinner and, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of baby you a little bit. But mm-hmm. so those days are hard when I'm just, like, especially, too, like, I was saying how I got sick. That was one period where I, like, missed my family so much because I just wanted them to, like, be there to, like, help me and take care of me. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, so... But, I mean, life is ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what, just what I tell myself every time I'm, like, in a downtime. It's kind of just, like, it's not always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Sure. When you're, like, in that those valleys, you just have to know that, like, you're going to be on that peak again. And, like, the acceptance of that and, like, knowing that it's just a series of ups and downs. Since I've kind of, like, wrapped my head around that a lot more, it's made those difficult times, like, so much easier, mm-hmm. kind of. It's, like, it's weird because it like sounds so simple, but it's actually a hard thing to like actually get. Oh, for sure. If you could pick three brands that you feel at this moment represent you, so this could be like a car brand or food or luxury or a fashion brand or anything, like any brand at all, what would those three be? In terms of branding, like I always like really looked up to like Nike just because their their image is so like tight, you know? Mm-hmm you know exactly like what it is and what to expect and it's like managed so well across the world across like languages and different cultures Mm -hmm. and so I like that they their like brand identity is like really strong and so that's kind of something that in my own life I would like to reflect I would like to like you know know the person I am and be like 
very firm in my identity. Does that kind of make sense? That makes perfect sense. So I would say that one. There's like so much. I think every day we're like inundated with so many like brand messages. That like when you actually try to like think about it, you're like, what the heck? I think like my my friends, like I I do some writing for a site called Miss Bish. I haven't wrote for them in like a while, but I've also done some mixes for them. I think what they're doing is really cool. I don't know if you're familiar with their platform, but you might like be into it because it's like female focused content. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, like, what they're doing with growing their brand and establishing it is, like, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, like, some – I look up to that a lot in my life and, like, draw inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's cool because they're, like, pushing, like, just, like, a certain – like, they're pushing, like, a lifestyle but also a certain, like, aesthetic mm-hmm. and, like, a certain sort of, like – thing that they think is cool and i think that's awesome and apple obviously (laughs) like yeah they're like the for me that's like the quintessential like brand that's like it's like just taken something that is a little bit like mystical to people which is like technology and they've kind of like just stripped it down and you know they've made it like like what is it that they say about apple like it just works right you know and like i think that that concept of just like keeping it like simple to the consumer and like providing like great value to the consumer yeah that's like really powerful too and i think that you can take sort of like those cues in everything that you do as building a personal brand right oh for sure yeah completely applicable know what you stand for and like and give it to people in like a great digestible like useful way Mm -hmm. you know even me with like djing i could i could apply that same philosophy Mm -hmm. you know like What's my style? What's the experience I want to give people? And stick to it and give it to them. So, yeah, there's lots to learn there. So, getting a little bit personal here, um, yeah. what was it like to be married? Um, it was amazing being married. It's funny because I look back, like, and people always say this about me. They're like, you talk about like your marriage, like, so positively, like, still, even though it's like no longer. And it's like, of course, because it was like such a huge like part of my life and like so impactful on my life right like not just like the experience overall but like that person I was with like we impacted each other in so many ways and made each other the people we are today so how could I look back Mm -hmm. on that as anything but like really positive and awesome you know yeah and I think too like for me I, I got married like fairly young I was in my early 20s and I was married for about, like, four years. And, like, those years are, like, can be very, like, confusing. Like, your 20s, you're, like, kind of getting to know yourself more. And you're, like, figuring things out and, like, trying different things. And, like, like me, I was, like, changing careers, you know, and, like, doing this and that. But, like, during that whole time, because I had that person, that, like, sort of, like, safety and that, like, home, like, safe place. Mm-hmm. It was, like, we, I had that person to, like, protect me and, like, be there for me. So, like, that was really, really dope to have, like, during that time period in my life. And, like, when I was, like, that foundation definitely, like, laid, it laid the foundation for, like, what I'm doing now. And, like, trying to, like, go out and, and, like, be something and make something of myself. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have the confidence to do that if it wasn't for that experience. And, like, also, like, getting, like, when I got married like my actual wedding itself was like super low-key like we had a destination wedding we were like it was just with our families and our closest friends 
and this like before like Instagram, before like Snapchat, before any of that stuff. So you know, we didn't have like a hashtag for our wedding trip mm-hmm. and like things, certain things that you see now. It was just like about just us. Right. And so that's something I feel really proud of still, you know. Because when things are a little yeah. bit more super exposed, it loses, I don't want to use the word innocence, but it certainly, it, it leaves something to be desired at that point. Totally. It's just like very like a sacred thing, you know, and like, I, again, I'm not like one to like judge. Like if someone wants to have like a, a, a big wedding with like 300 people and like go all out, I'm like all for it. Like whatever makes you happy. But I also think that, like, for me, it was, like, not about any of the, like, bells, whistles. Like, I, like, it was just, like, simple, and it was, like, about us and about that day. And, like, because we were, like, so young, also, I think it kind of, like, it was, like, very, like, pure, the intentions behind it. So, okay. Yeah. what, What do you feel has been your most impactful editorial to write and why? I think that's hard. I'm, like, a really hard critic, and I don't really, like, on myself. And I don't ever really, like, look at my stuff that it's, like, doing anything, like, fantastic. And, like, I love to write about, like, pop culture and, like, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, there is, like, only so much you can go into the surface. But I would say I really, I wrote one about, like, changing beauty standards that, for me, is, like, one of my personal favorites. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just kind of about, I use, like, the modeling industry as sort of, like, the, like, framework for that. Right. And I was just talking about how, you know, like, throughout the decades, there's been, like, certain looks that were, like, cool. Like, there was, like, in the, like, 60s, it was, like, Twiggy. And then, you know, like, in the 80s and 90s, for instance, it was, like, like 80s was, like, like more, like, 80s and 90s was more, like, supermodel kind of, like, craze, like like super tall women with like a certain look Mm -hmm. and now I think it's like really interesting that there's like all these different kind of like looks and and different like people out there and like there's whole like there's a modeling agency in Toronto that's like strictly for like alternative looks and like people of color and like that's really cool that like that kind of stuff exists to ensure that like people are properly represented so that was like a really cool um editorial and that's something that I think I'd that you can kind of revisit like I think it's cool as a writer if you're like kind of like continue to visit similar themes throughout your career and that's like something that I definitely think I can like shelf and be like okay in five years maybe I'll like come back and like revisit that and see where it's at you know because I'm interested in like like notions of like beauty and like like style and like appearance and how those things change over time would you consider yourself more of an introvert or an extrovert I, I'm, like, a total extrovert, to be honest. Like, I'm not, like, a, I, I know you can be, like, an introverted extrovert. I'm, like, extrovert all the way. I'm, like, I'm not shy. I'm really outgoing. I'll talk to anybody. I'll ask anyone anything. I'll say anything. I'll be super honest. I'll talk to a stranger on the street. Like, I'll go travel by myself to a, a city I've never been and, like, make a friend, you know? Like, and that's just, like, the person I am. I'm also Leo, so, like, I feel that's the Leo in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm an extrovert, but I, at the same time, I've, I've learned the value of like my alone time right. and my quiet time too. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that necessarily makes me like introverted. Right. That's just like my time to like unplug <laughs> and like relax. In your entire career thus far, as it pertains to corporate Canada, your writing, mm-hmm. your DJing, and everything else that you spend your time doing, including your radio show. 
Um, what are you most proud of? Taking a chance and, like, moving across the country. Mm-hmm. That was really, like, I'll look back. And, you know, I've been out in Toronto since May now. And it was crazy. I, like, kind of decided I was going to do it. And then, like, between the when I decided and when I was actually, like, going, it was, like, really fast. It was just, like, you know, five or six weeks. Not even, maybe, like, four or five weeks. And I just, like, packed up my car and, like, drove with a friend. And I had no plan. Like, I had no job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, like, found a place to live. And, and uh, you know, my friend who drove with me, he flew back to Calgary, like, the next day. And, and I remember as I, like, dropped him off at the airport, there was this moment where I, like, drove away from the airport. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm here. You know, like, I'm here alone. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> like, But in an awesome way. Like, I was like, this is, like, now my time this is like my chance this is like I felt like it was like that turning point that people often look back at Mm -hmm. and I was like I think this is like it like I think this is like I'll look back at this in 10 or 15 or 20 years and be like you know when I moved to Toronto that was like what changed everything and so I think I'm really proud of that and just being from somewhere like Calgary that's a little bit more conservative and you know, where people kind of, it's a bubble and like people kind of get stuck there. You know, it's a great place to live, but I just, I always was like interested and like curious about what could be if I tried something different. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know like how it's going to turn out. I mean, in three months, I might have to go back to Calgary. Like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. But I just like feel really happy and and proud of myself that I I tried it. So Mm -hmm. I would say that for now. Okay. That makes sense. Taking that leap and actually landing on your feet. It's, For sure. It's, it's, it's and like, you know, like I said, like, just being vulnerable. Like, vulnerability is one of, like, the hardest things that, like, I in my own life have had to learn. And a lot of people that I'm close with, I know that they're still grappling with it. Because as humans, naturally, we don't ever want to fail or we don't ever want to be hurt And you don't want to, like, put yourself in a position for those things to happen. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think if you can, like, weirdly be open to that and say, like, okay, world, here I am. Knock me down. Lift me up. Do what you want to me. But I know I'm going to be a better person for it. Like, that is, like, really, really powerful. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, I've, I've thought a lot over the last few years about that notion of, like, power. Like, what makes you powerful? Like, and sometimes being weak. And allowing yourself to be weak makes you powerful too, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're in your car or you're in the gym or mm-hmm. you're wherever, who and what do you find yourself listening to music-wise? <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of radio. Like I said, I like love the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listen to a lot of, like I think Beats 1 is really cool. Like I said, Radar Radio in London, I listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. I listen to, I actually rarely listen to music that I, like, would play out in my sets. Mm-hmm. I don't really, like, listen to it for, like, pleasure, you know? Like, I listen to a lot of older music, for sure, on my own time. I've been listening to, like, a lot of, like, Stevie Wonder and, like, Alan Toussaint and, like, old soul music. Uh, I listen to some, like, podcasts. I'm getting, like, into podcasts. I think it's, like, a really, like, cool kind of like, way to, like, digest information. Like, I do listen, I would say radio shows and online radio are, like, probably the thing I listen to most on my own time. 
And there's not a particular uh, like genre as far as the musicality of a radio show that you find that you gravitate towards more than another. Not really. I mean, I try to like mix it up. You know, mm. I like my me myself. I play a lot of like hip hop and R and B and and sort of like. A lot of like experimental music. Like I like a lot of grime, which is like music from from England. I like house music. I like techno. So I try to like listen to like a wide range, mm-hmm. and then even stuff that's like sort of like people might be surprised to hear that I listen to like classical music or like more like contemporary kind of stuff. I think there's like just musically, like especially as someone who's like interested in like the production of music, mm-hmm. I think there's like inspiration to be found. Everywhere. All places, you know. Yeah, so, do you have any like celebrities or well-known people that are fans of your work or your DJing that you are aware of? Not really that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it is. Like no, you're, you know, not, you not know. yet. Anyways, yeah, give me like yet. another year. I hope to be on like tons of people's radar. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what makes you happy? Like my relationships with people are definitely like the most important. Um. Like, as I mentioned before, I'm, like, really close to my family and my friends, so every time I get to, like, see them succeed or, like, make them proud, you know, whatever, that makes me really happy. I love, like, eating a good meal, like, reading a good story, having a great cup of coffee, like, simple pleasures for sure. I love traveling. I love learning new things. Learning new things makes me happy. Knowledge, I think, is just, like, one of my, like, my, like, interests is just, like, amassing knowledge in like whatever it is Mm -hmm. i like learning about everything Mm -hmm. i like learning about science and like you know cuisine and like technology and like stuff that like i might not necessarily like use in practice but i think it's just cool to know Mm -hmm. yeah so learning new things makes me happy having new experiences getting out of my comfort zone i think new experiences over the last like i'd say over the last year have been one of the things that have given me like the most joy and satisfaction right. whether that's like traveling somewhere new or meeting someone new or just trying something new mm-hmm. you know there's been so many times over the last year where i've done something for the first time mm-hmm. and i think overall that's in- increased my happiness like a lot okay. um but yeah at the end of the day i think like for me relationships are definitely the, the biggest source of my happiness can you tell us one thing that people would be surprised to know about you oh i'm like really scared of the dark <laughs> i like i like sleep with a light on like most of the time like a, a nightlight is there like, it's like really weird i don't know I was think there like a childhood like, thing that's like lasting from when i was a kid that's just like i always had this thing with the dark and yeah people might be scared might be surprised to know that about me Aww. being that i am such like a confident like person that's one thing that i'm not good at it's i hate scary movies oh okay yeah yeah because that, yeah, <laughs> they're not best I, for that kind of situation. Yeah, I like, I totally got clickbaited the other day. The t- it was like a tweet, and it was like, this movie, The Witch, is the most stunningly beautiful movie of the year. And I was like, great. So I clicked <laughs> on it and ended up watching the trailer, and it was so terrifying. Oh, no. And then I was messed up. That was definitely a nightlight night. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I live alone, too, right? So it's kind of like, I think when you have an active imagination, you can, like, make yourself think anything is yeah. always happening so. yeah. but otherwise it just makes things a little worse yeah for sure oh, okay um who, yeah. who's, who's in the who's in the josephine cruz team so i mean everybody that is you know has contributed or continually contributes to make you know your dreams easier and easier to attain yeah it's funny because i do like a lot of things myself i mean like you know i like 
do like my booking myself I do my own bookkeeping like invoicing like all that management side of things is all done by myself Mm -hmm. but there's so many people that contribute like in so many different ways Uh, like for instance a really close friends Luann and Sandro they help me with like everything like bouncing ideas around for different things um Sandro's helped me a lot with my like branding like he did the logo for my radio show for me um I have a friend named David who helps me with, like, getting stuff printed because he works in a print shop. That stuff is really important, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if I need to print, like, business cards or, like, stickers, like, David's the person I call up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with, like, a design studio out of Toronto. I do some, like, contract work with them. They're called 22B, and they've helped me a lot with, like, tons of, like, branding stuff. And they're also just, like, creative, amazing people who are like very good to have to bounce ideas around all my like friends you know like they're always the people I consult first when I have any idea about anything I just say like hey I'm thinking of doing this like what do you guys think or like hey I have I started making like this mix like do you want to listen to a bit of it or like hey I have like this story that I'm like writing or whatever do you have any thoughts that you could contribute so friends are really important um I have two friends who now they're both from from Alberta but they live in Hong Kong now so Nicole she's like one of my best friends and her husband Eugene they're really influential people in my life because you know they I looked up to them as people who had like moved away from from the bubble and were like doing kind of what they wanted and like pursuing like really cool creative endeavors I would say they're super influential I'm trying to think man it's like everybody contributes something yeah it's just even like my yeah like my my ex, Rick, like I said, he's a DJ. DJ C6 is his name. He's super dope. Like, he, when I was first DJing, and this is, like, after we were already not together anymore, mm-hmm. but he gave me, like, my first pieces of equipment so I could learn. And that right there is, like, really incredible because, you know, that stuff's expensive, and I might have not had money at the time to do it, but he empowered me by giving me that to, like, do something creatively. So right. those are all people who've, like, you know, maybe not... Maybe not so much him, like, on a day-to-day basis anymore, but his influence is still lasting. I'm very fortunate to, like, have so many, like, dope, dope and creative people in my life who... And all of them, like, all the people I just named, you know, like, they're pursuing their own things, too. And, and I try to, like, give them support, like, any way I can. Like, if someone needs, like, me to write a bio or someone for them or someone needs my, like, ideas on, like, how to market something, like... I'm happy to do that so what do you do for fun uh for fun I'm getting more into like watching movies <laughs> I like <laughs> actually never really like watch tv I, I didn't own a tv for a long time and I never watched tv shows and I would go to movies like only in theaters but I recently um bought a tv and I'm getting back into like watching movies again um I love to just like hang out with friends and, like do like simple stuff you know like mm-hmm. I love to like go for coffee or go for ice cream um I'm not, like, super outdoorsy, but I also like to, like, when the weather's nice in Toronto, I like to, like, do things outdoors, stuff like that. I'm pretty, like, simple person, to be honest. That might be something that people are um, surprised to know as well, is, like, I have a very exciting life in, in, like, a lot of ways, but then I'm also, like, very simple and I just like to do the same stuff all the time. <laughs> like, when I, when I have my downtime or when I'm, when I'm having, like, a day for fun, it's usually, like, the same kind of stuff. Like, oh, let's, like, hang out and, like, 
eat popcorn and like laugh and do like face swap on Snapchat and like piss ourselves laughing for hours. But like, that's, that's so, the thing. If it works, like if it's something that you just know like has worked and worked and worked, like it's that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> like that's gonna be like yeah, the default. So exactly. Are you like big or not so big into the marijuana culture? Like, is that like a thing for you, or is mm. that not really? I'm actually not big into it at all. Like, I people are always shocked to find like I don't do any drugs, mm-hmm. um, and I don't smoke weed. I, it's nothing against anybody else. Mm-hmm. It just makes me like super like mellow and like kind of lazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's kind of like why I choose to like not do it. Right. Um, you know what's funny? Like a few months ago. My friend had like somehow like left a joint in in my bag, and I was like, "Hey, do you like want?" This? I found it like a day later, and I was like, "Do you want this joint back?" He's like, "Oh, you could just like keep it and maybe like smoke it if you want." And I was like, "I don't smoke weed, but okay, I'll hang on to it." And then uh, my friends and I we like smoked it and watched a movie. I can't remember what movie it was, damn it, but it was funny. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> so that was like really funny like once in a blue moon it'll be like a hilarious thing for me but on a day-to-day definitely not yeah um but i'm like down for it and like i think that for certain people it's like you know i have a friend who he actually like can't really get any work done unless he kind of like mike likes to smoke a little bit we just like help him concentrate Mm -hmm. and so i'm all for like however people need to use it to like do their shit you know yeah what where are some of your upcoming sets going to be um i am supposed to be playing like i'm in vancouver right now and i just played out here this weekend of fortune sound that was rad um i'm playing next weekend in in montreal i think i have to confirm that on friday at apartment two or sorry no saturday at apartment 200 um and then after that i'm playing in toronto at the apartment 200 there in the following week my schedule's kind of, like, all over the place. I don't have a residency, which is, like, when you play at the same place every week. Yeah. Um, I kind of jump around and play all over the place. Would a residency Sorry. be ideal for you? Or do you prefer to just kind of be jumping around, you know, all things I, being equal? Yeah, I way prefer to jump around, to be honest, because okay. it kind of keeps it interesting. And going to the same place every week is difficult. I think it, a residency makes you a really good DJ in that you have to be more, like, um you have to think a little bit more creatively and like you can't get away with like playing the same shit every week. I mean, even though I don't play the same stuff at at all my sets, but like you just kind of, it makes you think a little bit harder when you're going to the same space and seeing a lot of the same clientele every week. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's fun to like jump around and keeps it interesting. And um, I usually play at the same places anyways. Like I have a few venues in Toronto that are kind of my regular spots. It'll just be like different dates and different nights. Do you like traveling a lot for work or do you travel more for life rather than work or do you kind of combine the two? I definitely combine the two, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, It's really sweet. Actually, like when I come to Vancouver, for instance, I might like DJ out here, but then I have tons of friends out here. Like this weekend was a good example because I came out here and I was DJing on Friday night, but then I decided to stay for the weekend to like hang out with friends. And then if something had happened here, like another event that I'm, would maybe like like last time I was in Vancouver it was the same setup I was like DJing visiting friends but then I also went to like a store opening and I wrote a story on it for Hype Beast so like it's really cool that like all those kind of pieces can kind of work together yeah and now like every like trip I go on I'll be like oh if I'm like gonna go on this trip like if even if it's just a trip for like fun or with friends 
I I would try to like maybe you know DJ a few times on that trip just to like have the experience if it was a new place or whatever. Right. So um, so it's kind of becoming like more of an amalgamation, but I do think I used to like. I, I've traveled a lot in my life. I've been super lucky to have those experiences. And I would say only in the last year has it been more like more work related. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to travel more for for work. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool to like go and share your craft with people in different places. It's it's really cool. Do you, mm-hmm. do you currently have a significant other in your life? I don't. And it's like funny because like I think when you're 30... When you get to be 30 or in your 30s, people automatically think that that should be more of like a, I don't know, a priority. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think maybe I have a different view on it, though, because I already was like married. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not like out here trying to like settle down. Mm-hmm. But I do have lots of like meaningful relationships with people mm-hmm. that all like kind of serve a different purpose. You know, like I might have this one like male friend who we like get along really well and have a lot of the same ideas about like creativity and business mm-hmm. he would serve a great purpose in my life for that type of connection mm-hmm. and then for someone else it might be like you know a different type of connection so um i don't have like a significant other per se <laughs> but that i mean like like you just said that that kind of works for you i think for right now it's it would be hard for me to like commit myself to one person i'm like doing so many things and i've thought about this a lot like Man, when I, like, meet someone again, like, who I'm ready to, like, commit to that way, what's that person going to be like? Mm-hmm. And it's honestly going to probably be someone who's, like, way busier than I am mm-hmm. <laughs> and who will, like, understand when I'm, like, hey, I can't see you for, like, probably a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, text me and say hi. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and not everybody's, like, down like that. So I think right now it does kind of work for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning about, I'm still learning about myself and sort of like navigating this new way. And so I think that as I'm doing that, it's it's kind of nice to have like the freedom to like, I'll go for like dinner with this person and maybe never talk to them again. Or like, you know, see how it is with this person and like, just, just be like really just exploring all those Having that freedom to explore all those things. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's um, cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think, too, like, my relationship I was in for so long, my my marriage, was, like, such, so deep and meaningful, and I still hold it in, like, a very high regard, and it's made me almost more, like, I'm not going to, like, settle, you know? Right. I'm not just going to, like, get in a relationship because I'm lonely or because I, like, I like someone or like, oh, this person's pretty cool. I guess we'll try it out. Like, no, that's not for me. It's going to be like sparks are fucking flying or nothing. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Like people are like, oh, aren't you like think worried that that's like kind of like a high standard to hold. And it's like, no, like my ex-husband was an amazing person. And like, yeah, you are going to have to be as good or better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sorry, but not sorry. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, what's next for you as a self-described creative? What's next for me? I um I want to write more in 2016, but I want to be more like focused in my writing. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I've kind of like wrote about a lot of different things, like some fashion, some music stuff, like pop culture stuff. I'm trying to like write more about like I want to get back to writing about music because that's like my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to do more like investigative type writing. 
and stuff that's like a little bit like more think piece type stuff yeah so that's like a big goal of mine and right now I'm just starting with like just writing more because for me writing is something when I don't do it often I feel like I'm worse at it or I have to like try a lot harder at it whereas if I'm like writing more it's like flowing naturally yeah so right now hopefully you'll see like lots more writing from me I definitely am going to start producing music um I have a few close friends of mine who are both really great producers one of them makes more like techno music and one makes more sort of like experimental like future house future bass future r&b style Mm -hmm. and um I'm gonna like be working with both of them to like kind of learn the ropes and starting to like lay down some ideas for things so I'm really excited about that because I think it's just like a natural progression when you're so passionate about music and passionate about playing other people's music to sort of like make your own Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big goal I have for the end of 2016. Um, I want to grow my radio show. My hope for that brand is that one day that it could really stand the test of time and like be something. And I would love to learn a new creative outlet. Right. I don't even know what that looks like, but like, you know, I guess producing would be a new thing, but I kind of want to learn something that's like super separate, mm-hmm. like take like a sculpting class or like something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that, like, being creative can only help you, like, even if it's something that might not at first seem, like, related to anything you're doing, I think it just, like, taps into certain parts of your brain and opens them, and then maybe you can, like, make use of them for something else, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, I I totally believe that as far as, like, someone's creative hub, it all comes from the same place. It's just a matter of how you're choosing to express it, and you can express that same creativity in so many different ways, and that's what's so beautiful about it, so. Right. And, like, learning new things, like, you know, I want to learn at least one new, like, skill every year. Mm -hmm. Like, I learned to knit a few years ago, and that was really cool, because that's, like, something I now, like, have, you know? Like, am I going to knit every day? Probably not. Right. But, like, if I feel like knitting a scarf, I know how to do it. I just think that's really cool. And, again, like, having new experiences for me is, like, the single thing that makes me feel, like, super alive. And a new experience doesn't necessarily have to be like traveling to South Africa and going on a safari, like something as grandiose as that. It could be something as small as like, hey, I learned to like make homemade pasta today. That's still cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. those little like new experiences oh, can sure. can all add up. So Awesome. That was a terrible example, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It sounds like a pretty dope example to me. It's food and food <laughs> Sounds like a delicious pretty. example. Exactly. Sure. So no regrets, no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> um, what advice would you give other aspiring creatives such as yourself and other people trying to hone in on their craft from the ground up, similar to, similar to the way that uh, you did? I would say, like, not to overthink things. You know, like, I'm like an analytical person and I used to be more of like a planner I liked to, like, think of, like, every possible scenario. And, like, it's good to have critical thinking and to be able to be, like, okay, if I do this, this might go badly this way. But I think also sometimes you just have to, like, just go for it or just, like, keep it simple, you know, and just, like, stay close to, like, whatever it is that really interests you or really inspires you or really makes you happy or really makes you feel alive. I use that, like, expression a lot because, like, Feeling alive can mean, like, feeling happy, feeling sad, feeling frustrated, feeling accomplished. Like, all those things are, like, positive because you're, like, growing as a result of all of that. And so if something frustrates you or challenges you, does that mean you shouldn't do it? Absolutely not. You should still do it. 
Right. And you should conquer it, you know, I guess would be my piece of advice. It's just like, if there's something that you find yourself continually like thinking about or going back to, or like wanting to try, just like do more of it mm-hmm. and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. And also find more people who are like into it. Right. I was really lucky in that way in that like DJing was something I was always interested in and obviously had a lot of love for and like understood and then a lot of my friends were like DJs or into them as well. And so I could like really feed off of like their passion and learn from them. So I think it's like really important to have like-minded people around you. Yeah. And be wary of the people who are around you too, you know? I think that's like really underrated. Like thing to remember is like you're a product of like your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So if there's like that one friend who's like, really negative or like always makes excuses mm-hmm. do you really want that influence in your life absolutely you can still be friends with them but maybe don't let them in super close you know how, how would you sum yourself up in three words i think i'm like a very positive person i think that part of me has only really come out in the last like few years mm-hmm. but i'm always like finding the positive in every situation now mm-hmm. i think when you go through things that are really hard that's the only choice you have you know mm-hmm. like Otherwise, you're just going to be harping on, like, the fact that things are shitty or that things are hard or that you don't have your fucking husband anymore or you, like, miss your mom or you don't have that job or, like, this thing. If you can look at all those things and say, okay, all those things are true, but these are the things I do have. Mm-hmm. Like, it just changes your outlook so much. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, like, a really, I think I'm a, I'm a, I would say I'm a positive person. I would say I'm a humble person. I, I, I like, rarely celebrate my own wins, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I rarely, like, I'm able to look at myself and be like, like, that was great, like, good job, because I'm always just, like, on to the next thing. Right, right. And, like, I think that keeps me, like, humble and grounded. I would say I'm, like, a hardworking person. Mm-hmm. I would say that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, like, believe in, like, not getting anything given and working hard for every single piece and like slogging it out and like paying your dues and like all that stuff excites me you know and like I said like people assume of me that I've gotten like certain opportunities because of like you know who I work for or like this and that Mm -hmm. but it's like I know that everything I have I like worked for it right so and I think it is like a bit of luck too sometimes life is a a bit of luck but a, a friend of mine said to me the other day he's like well, you have to, like, be good to be lucky. <laughs> yeah. Or you have to be, like, hardworking to be lucky, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Where can all of our So Fucking Posh podcast listeners and readers um, find you on all your social media accounts? All my social media is, like, the same. So I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, <laughs> and a website. And it's all J A Y E M. K-A-Y-E-M-J-M-K-M. So my website's jamcam.com. And then, um, yeah, all my other social channels are are just the same spelled out. And so that's where I post everything that I do, like, up on one of those things. You know, whether it's, like, a story that I write or, like, a show I have coming up or whatever. So if people are interested in, like, learning more, that's where they can find me. Awesome. So when next, so fucking posh aka me gets to your city which is toronto which i'm planning to do really soon by the yes. by <laughs> do we have an invite to come kick it with you oh my god of course okay, i love that that'd be sweet that's so much fun yes 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 awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> I wanna get